Dear listener, you are now listening to Black Box Theater Podcast, a podcast where we give the microphone to artists who in one way or the other are connected to the theater. During Oslo Internationale Teaterfestival 2021, we are releasing our Black Box Theater publication number six, and besides being a physical book, the five contributions in the publication are made listenable in this podcast series. Each contribution will be released as an episode of the podcast. While listening to the podcast, you can also have a look in the book and the illustrations in it at blackbox.no. In the publication, we invited eight contributors to give us insight in their own ways into their artistic practice, personal stories and current public debates. Each of the contributors helped to enlighten us and pick our curiosity so that we hopefully can think in new directions. You are now about to listen to these people read and talk about their own contributions. Every second day during the festival, a new episode will be released. In this episode, you will hear Naila Naufal read her text Body as Fjord, a Sami decolonial aesthetics. This text centers around the work of Norwegian Sami choreographer Katarina Skår-Lisa, who presented the piece Gift of Stone at Oslo Internationale Teaterfestival 2020. This year, in 2021, at the same festival, Katarina Skår-Lisa is choreographing the fashion show Arctic Summer by textile artist and clothing designer Ramona Salo. Naufal was in dialogue with Skår-Lisa during the two-year creative process of Gift of Stone. Through this reading, she gives us an introduction to the life ways and struggles of the Sami people as a way of understanding Skor-Lisa's artistic practice. Body as Fjord is Sami decolonial aesthetics. Norwegian Sami choreographer Katarina Skor Lisa's work is informed by her interest in indigenous resurgence. Her recent pieces are more specifically imbued with the ocean based worldview and practices of the community to which her paternal grandparents belonged. The Sea Sami who live today mostly along the coast and fjords in Troms and Finnmark in Norway. Presented during Oslo International Theatre Festival, or ITF, in 2020, Gift of Stone relates Corliza's encounter with the coastal landscape of the Varanger Varyat Fjord. The choreographer's particularity lies in her approach based on listening to landscape and allowing them to shape and co-author the work. Gift of Stone initiated Skorliza's ongoing collaboration with C. Sami clothing and textile artist Ramuna Salo Michet. Seeking their ancestors' stories, their projects are processual and collaborative, involving shared processes with other artists. At OITF 2021, the two artists will present Arctic Summer, 
a proposition unfolding at crossroads of fashion shows and ambulatory installations. While Gift of Stone highlights the choreographer's viewpoint, Arctic Summer takes the perspective of clothing designer Ramuna Salomichet, which investigates the poetic and performative dimension of textile and garments composing her collection and summoning Sami landscapes. Remaining in flux, Scorliza and Salomichet projects tap into a decolonial aesthetics of presence and contribute to disrupting narratives of capitalist modernity by reclaiming landscapes in times of environmental colonialism and degradation. The Sami people. The Sea Sami are part of the Sami, an indigenous people who live in an area called Sapmi, the land of the Sami, stretching across central Norway and Sweden, northern Finland and the Kola Peninsula in Russia. The earliest traces of their presence on the littoral of the Arctic Ocean were dated back to 6000 BC. The Sami people are recognized and consider themselves as one people. Originally, the Sami were mostly hunters and gatherers. In the 1500s, they also adopted reindeer herding. There are between 60,000 and 100,000 Sami, depending on the counting method. The largest Sami population lives in Norway and half of it in Finnmark. There are 11 Sami languages which are part of the Finno-Ugrian language family. The most spoken of them is Norse Sami. People speaking different Sami languages generally do not understand each other. The Sami have lived side by side with the majority populations of Sapmi for centuries. This cohabitation has resulted in an exchange of cultures and practices. However, Norwegianization, which is an extensive and harsh policy of forced assimilation of indigenous communities, led by Norwegian authorities from the 18th centuries until the 1960s, and strict assimilation policies in other countries resulted in the loss of land, languages, rights and identities among the Sami and the Gwens in the North Kalot region. Partially drawing on social Darwinist ideas, Norwegianization lasted nearly a century and was characterized by two main trends. Settlement and economic policy to establish Norwegian agriculture mostly in the eastern parts of Sápmi on one hand, and language and education policies and measures that aimed at eliminating the Sámi languages on the other hand. Children were forbidden from speaking Sámi in schools and student boarding houses, in order to be able to acquire land, Sami people had no other choice than changing their names to Norwegian ones and mastering the Norwegian language. Sami scholar Veli Pekkaletola explained in the Sami people traditions and transitions, through active colonialism, Sami were clearly to be assimilated into Norwegian society and they were to obliterate the Sami language.
Moreover, Norway suffered a massive catastrophe when Nazi forces destroyed all villages in Finnmark and Nordtroms during the Second World War. The local population had to be evacuated for a certain time and lost everything they had. This was devastating and traumatic for northern communities, among others Sami communities, as all tangible traces of their cultures were erased. The reconstruction needs of the nation-states following World War II led to increased environmental exploitation and extractivism in Fennoscandia and endangered Sápmi's environmental integrity on which indigenous communities depended for their survival. One of the major causes of environmental damage was the building of dams on rivers, which began in certain regions as nearly as the 1930s. In Norway, about 60 rivers were dammed up to provide electricity in the 1970s. As a result, protests against the dam project began in the 1960s. At the end of the 1970s, the Norwegian government decided to dam up the Alta Gordegaino River in northern Norway in order to build a hydroelectric power plant. Throughout history, this river has been very significant for the livelihoods and cultures of many Sami communities. As it is one of the greatest salmon rivers in the world, and its valley is a grazing site for reindeer. Due to the disastrous consequences that the flooding of large areas of the region would have on indigenous people and their role of environmental custodians, emerged a vast Sami-led social movement involving Norwegian civil society and breeding international solidarities against the dam construction and for indigenous rights that lasted approximately from 1968 to 1982. The Norwegian state's position towards the protest and the hunger strikes in Oslo in 1979 and 1981 was uncompromising and violent. The work of the dam resumed after the protests camps were cleared in 1981. The new hydroelectric plant opened in 1987. However, those events empowered indigenous culture and political resurgence and opened the eyes of the Norwegian population and the media on how the rights of the Sami people had been abused. They had important political consequences, leading Norway to transform its policies towards the Sami and resulted, among other things, in the formation of the Sami parliament in Norway in 1989. The Sami were recognized as an indigenous people under the amended Norwegian constitution in 1988 and obtained in 1990 the Sami Language Act, a legislation giving major language and cultural rights to Norway's Sami people. Sami artists played an essential role within the Alta action. This role was showcased by UCAS, Office for Contemporary Art Norway, exhibition in 2018 in Oslo. Let the River Flow 
the sovereign will and the making of a new worldliness. As explained the exhibition publication, the Alta action and its call to let the river live was part of the emergence of a new environmental consciousness and of indigenous struggle and resurgence stories. The Sea Sami Today, the Sea Sami live mostly along the coast and fjords in Troms and Finnmark in Norway. Their relationship with the world is marked by their proximity to the ocean. The Sea Sami make up nearly half of the Sami people and speak one of the dialects of Norse Sami. Reindeer husbandry has been a very small part of their practices. Their traditional livelihood means are mostly coastal fishing and small-scale agriculture. However, those livelihoods are currently under threat. Indeed, due to the consequences of Norwegianization and to extractivist projects of mining, forestry, wind and hydroelectric power development, only a small part of the overall Sami population can sustain themselves today by hunting and gathering, fishing and animal husbandry. Sami scholars Harald Gaski and Mikkel Berg-Nurlie explained that the sea Sami were subjected to colonization and assimilation in early times, resulting in a decline in languages, cultures and traditional practices. Later on, the sea Sami were particularly affected by Norwegianization, especially since the coast of northern Norway were increasingly populated by new settlers due to favorable conditions for fishing, hunting, and farming. Moreover, the sea Sami were especially affected when the villages in Finnmark and Nordtroms were destroyed by Nazi forces during the Second World War. The sea Sami are part of the movement to regain rights and preserve cultural heritage among indigenous people in Norway. The Alta action contributed largely to empower them and awaken their sense of identity and nationhood. Artists connected to this group have played an important role in Sea Sami resurgence. For example, through the annual Ritu Rizu festival held since 1991 in Kofjord-Gaivotna municipality. Gift of Stone an evolving exploration of heritage and landscapes. Initiated in 2019 by Katarina Skor-Lisa, Gift of Stone is a choreographic and auditive performance that weaves together contemporary dance, textile work, electroacoustic music, yoik, video, photography, and poetry. It embodies the choreographer's encounter with the landscape of the Varangek Variat Fjord and the local community. The Sea Sami who inhabits the municipality of Nesebi Onyarga. The piece intertwines dance and other artistic forms with Yoik, the vocal music of the Sami. Yoik is mostly sung a cappella and characterized by a circular structure and a pentatonic melody.
Eyoik is a shortly partly improvisational pattern of chant or song, usually combining repeating phrases and onomatopoetic vocalization. Phrases may evoke the sound of skis across snow, the call of a bird, the rhythm of the reindeer herd circling in the carl. Quoting Hugo Reinhardt, about to stone some notes on geologic conviviality, environmental humanities. 2016. Artist, forger and earth protector, Ellen Mar Eyen Wister, writes that Yoigat to Yoik is a means of remembering, of describing, of telling of landscape of people and of animals. Coating, singing along to whooper swans, talking with rocks. Aeoic pays tribute to a person, landscape, or animal whose experiential presence it summons. In Norwegian and Sami languages, yoik is both a name and a verb. People say that they are yoiking something or someone and not about something or someone. A yoik does not represent its object, it is part of it. Gift of Stone grew out of Scorliza's collaboration with other indigenous artists. Among others, Sami and Gwen photographer and videographer Togrim Halvari, Sami composer and yoiker Johan Sara Jr., Sami composer and yoiker Georg Bullio, and Sami Joiker Johan Andreas Andersen, who is known for including animal sounds in his yoik. In particular, the creative process leading to Gift of Stone initiated Scorliza's ongoing collaboration with C. Sami textile artist Ramuna Salo Michet. Gift of Stone was created in, from, and with the landscape of Varangeri Variat. It was first presented in Finnmark in Varanger Sami Museum, a Sami dwelling in the shape of a flattened cone called Gowati in Northern Sami or Gamme in Norwegian. Since its creation, Gift of Stone has experienced several iterations, among others at Kiyo in April 2019 and during Oslo International Theatre Festival in March 2020 at Rik Every new iteration is informed by the place in which it is inscribed and the relationships it encompasses. For instance, different iterations have involved different composers and yoikers who are themselves influenced by their plural heritages and the landscape in which they are working. In turn, the choreographic language of Scorlisa and the way she and other performers relate to the surrounding space and objects change. Taking place in a space and constant transformations through interlaced geography, music, movement and scenography, Gift of Stone keeps evolving. Sapmi anchored creative processes. Prior to her exploration of how Sami cosmologies could reverberate on movement and dance within Finnmark landscapes, Katarina Skorliza studied indigenous epistemology and methodologies for a long time. 
inspired by writers from Sápmi and the Americas, such as Audil Skanke, Harald Gaski, Brita Polen, Margaret Kovac, Robin Kimmerer. The choreographer elaborated a way of relating to the world that constitutes a method fostering conversation and interconnection among artists, communities, and places. Emphasizing personal stories, lived experiences, experiential learning, as well as the process of inhabiting a place, this working method draws on Scorlisa's readings and on the philosophies and practices specific to her Sea Sami heritage. The artist strives to implement a fluid creative process, inclusive of diverse ways of knowing, and anchored in principles of humility, reciprocity, and accountability to the landscape and the human and non-human beings who inhabit it. In particular, Scorlisa's creative approach is imbued with the horizontal view of the world and perception of landscapes in Sami cosmologies, in which there is no ontological hierarchy among the land's constituent elements. According to Sami scholar Audhil Skanke, such a perception contributes to creating relationships based on reciprocity, interdependence and balance between Sami people and their territories. Informed by this non-hierarchical perception, Scorlisa's understanding of the landscape goes beyond visual aspects. It includes notions of land, territory, place and relationships. For the choreographer, the landscape is sentient, animate and the carrier of knowledge. Rich in knowledge, Kunskaps Greek in Norwegian Bukmul. Coaching the choreographer. It not only provides context and process, but also form and content. Along with its community of beings, the landscapes become the author of the performative pieces, tracing their contours and textures and shaping their bodily states. Scorlisa sees herself as part of the landscape, along with plants, animals, minerals, rocks, humans, ancestors, as well as their sounds, movements, stories, legends, and yoiks. In her view, the landscape is a network of interconnected beings and ancestors that learn, create, and become together. Scorlisa and her collaborators are of the landscape. Their bodies are an extension of the land, and in order not only to create something, but also to function and thrive, they have to care for the landscape and communicate with it. Their ability to collaborate and engage in a creative process is derived from inhabiting and listening to the land. This relationship with the world resembles what Mohawk Birkland Six Nations and Anishinaabe scholar Vanessa Watts describes as place thought. A theoretical understanding of the world via a physical embodiment through which knowledge, agency and creativity emerge from the land. Quoting Vanessa Watts, the article Indigenous Place Thought and Agency Among Humans and Non-Humans 
and the journal Decolonization, Indigeneity, Education and Society. The creative processes that unfold through the collaboration of Ramona Salo Michet and Katarina Scorliza are derived from a literal expression of particular places. Quoting Watts again, same article. For instance, textile artist Ramona Salo Michet draws the patterns of the fabrics and costumes from local landscapes, design them by hand, and knit them with a digital knitting machine. The textile and the way they are used in the interplay between human movement and the surroundings reflect the Sami horizontal perception of the world. Guided by an understanding of lands and landscape as sources of knowledge, the epistemological approach that Skorliza and Salu Mishat adopt is relational and horizontal, challenging the prioritization of certain forms of knowledge. For example, Gift of Stone integrates references and sources of inspiration such as legends and stories that were told through the choreographers by members of the Nesebi Onyaga community, as well as regional practices, the Tide movement, images from Sami films, references from the choreographers, collaborators and professors, the reflection on indigeneity, and more. An Aesthetics of Turbulence Gift of Stone and other recent pieces by Scorlisa, Salu Michet and their collaborators are anchored in places and landscapes. Yet they are also evolving and adaptive. To borrow the words of indigenous scholar and artist Jared Martino and scholar and writer Eric Ritzkes, they are both rooted and fugitive. Quoting the article Fugitive Indigeneity, reclaiming the terrain of decolonial struggle through indigenous art. Indeed, these works emerge from shared artistic processes and keep changing, remaining in flux. They are characterized by an aesthetics of turbulence, as would Caribbean poet and philosopher Edouard Glissant say. In addition to this mobility that allows them to escape containment, in a singular and fixed identity, form, genre, or a place, they break away not only from Western art's confinement to the individual's and professional sphere, but also from a humanistic perspective in which the world is a warehouse of inert resources and landscapes are mere backgrounds. Gift of Stone and other projects by Salu Michet and Scorlisa are rooted in indigenous forms, experiences, aesthetics, images and stories. They center Sami landscapes, knowledge, communities, cultures and lifeways as the forces that activate routes for artistic creation. These works reaffirm indigenous presence on the land, at the radical alterity of an already before and always elsewhere from colonialism. Quoting Martino and Ritkes, same article. These works reclaim and restore landscapes that have been appropriated by capitalism and dispossession as indigenous landscapes. By refusing colonial suppression of indigeneity and indigenous people, such works reassert and emphasize Sami resistance and resurgence 
and re-inscribe saminess on the land and in artistic experiences. They are characterized by what Jared Martineau and Eric Ritzkes describe as decolonial aesthetics. These works create spaces of departures and transformation by sharing acts of moving, listening, hearing, singing, seeing, creating, and being together within Sapmi. By inviting the audience to experience the landscape as a co-creator, they negate colonial and capitalism limits to knowing, sensing, and art making, and transform sensible experience. For instance, in Gift of Stone, the artist voices corporealities, yoiks, movement, words, textile, objects reassert diverse diverse indigenous presences on the land. Through an aesthetic practice of presencing, they embody the colonial intervention in the colonized landscape of the Varanger Variat Fjord and show that indigeneity is not monolithic but plural. Moreover, Gift of Stone is marked by the horizontal worldview characteristic of Sami cosmologies. The landscape, stories, objects, textiles, and images also create and dance the work. The dancer is not constantly at the foreground, but merges into the space and fades away in front of the fabric, stones, fishing nets, yoik, which co-compose the work. The choreographic language emerges from the artist's encounter with the landscape. It is not inspired by a world already there, but shaped by all the human and non-human inhabitants of the land. This resonates with Sami scholar Harald Gaski's writings on Sami aesthetics, which involves getting acquainted with and being considerate of nature in a broad sense and, quote, returning the knowledge into your local community, quote. Coaching indigenous aesthetics add context to context Article from Harold Gaski in Sami Art and Aesthetics Contemporary Perspectives. Indeed, reciprocity is an important part of Sami philosophies and cosmologies, explains Katarina Skor Lisa. Both she and Salu Michet perceive their common work as a way to give thanks to Sami landscapes, territories, and communities, and to collect and share knowledge. The artists strive to participate in reciprocal systems of respect and care that involve their collaborators, communities of all living beings, kinship relationships, and local places. Relationality integral to diverse indigenous epistemologies and methodologies, according to which what matters is their relationship with this particular landscape and community, this fjord. These fish, these rocks, those elements are not resources to extract for economic growth, but gifts from the earth. And, quote, gifts from the earth of, or from each other establish a particular relationship, an obligation of sorts to give, to receive, and to reciprocate. Quote, as write Potawatomi writer and scientist Robin Wall Kimmer in Braiding Sweetgrass, indigenous wisdom, scientific knowledge, and the teachings of plants. In this perspective, creation is centered on land-based relationality and accountability to relationships. 
equation becomes reciprocity. It becomes dancing back, both in the sense of giving back and offering thanks and in that of researching back. Katarina Skorliza and Ramuna Sahalo-Michet have not stopped exploring together since the first iteration of Gift of Stone, and in November 2020, they initiated a new investigative process called Researching New Sea Sami Artistic and Poetic Perspective in the Footsteps of Ailohash. In Stiftelsen Lassagami, in Shibot in northern Norway. Stiftelsen Lassagami is a research and art residency place built in the house of seminal Sami musician, visual artist, Yoik composer, philosopher and writer Nils Aslak Valkepo, 1943-2001, whose artist name was Ailo Hush, a North Sami name. This research collaboration that centers touch between Skorlisa and Salu Michet is taking place in the landscape in which Salu Michet grew up. In her native community, Kofjord Gaivotna, a new iteration of Gift of Stone will be presented at the center of Northern people on the occasion of the upcoming Sami National Day, February 6, 2021. By completing the circle, by nurturing reciprocal relationships with the different landscapes, the local communities, plants, animals, rocks, snow, the seasons and the weather, Skorlisa and Salomichet are reaffirming and amplifying Sami presence in Sapmi. The opposite of this possession is not possession or reoccupation. It is reconnection, writes Michi Sagik Nishnabe, scholar and artist Diane Betasamosake Simpson. Through an aesthetics practice of presencing and horizontality, Katarina Skorlisa and Ramuna Salu Michet are taking back knowledge, bodies, landscapes by deeply reconnecting with them and weaving inclusive solidarity networks. You heard Naila Naufal read Body as Fjord, Asami, the Colonial Aesthetics, a text from Black Box Theater Publication number 6. To you who have listened, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate feedback, so feel free to send us a message or use our hashtag BBTPodcast in social media. Stay tuned for the next episode of Black Box Theater Podcast, where you will hear Michelle Tissel and Jessica Lauren Elizabeth Taylor read A Line and Maligned, a history I didn't live but has parallels to one that I did. <laughs>